The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey, and today we're going to hear about how macro trends influence consumer behavior. Okay, join us as Jeff Stelmach, who's the Global President Brand Experiences at Spyro, which is part of Viad Corp, which is a global brand experience agency for the new now. As a world-class integrated marketing solutions agency, Spyro brings clients' visions to life with, by redefining human connection and community through innovation, storytelling, and immersed brand experiences and events that are ARL, all real life. All right. Here's my conversation with Jeff Stelmack, the Global President, Brand Experiences at Spyro. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Well, hey, good to have you. Okay, so I'd love to hear your background. Obviously, going through, I love talking about consumer behavior. I, I did a little piece of content, I, I want to say like a week ago, about how we as marketers should think less about our tactical experience of a, of a job and really dive more into human behavior. And that's what great marketers are experts at is human behavior. So I'd love to maybe hear your background. And I want to jump right into kind of you know, what is the macro change of uh, that we need to know about as marketers? You bet. Well, let me give you a quick background. I'm a 30 plus year agency geek. And I say that with absolute affection. Since I graduated college in the 90s, this is what I've been doing. And I've been doing it every day. And it's been exciting every single day. I started my career actually in a really fantastic job. I got to my first agency allowed me to be the head of uh, Kellogg's brand cereal for kids. And I got to actually come up with what toys went into cereal boxes in my 20s. I mean, talk about a fun gig. That was great. But I moved on from promotional marketing into what at the time was called grassroots marketing. The idea that a brand could create a three-dimensional brand expression for itself and take it to a fair festival concert and be able to engage with consumers live in uh, the marketplace. And that kind of launched me to say, hey, I love brand design. I love the idea of making something three-dimensional that's two-dimensional. And that started me out on, on the journey of experiential marketing. Started my own agency and then ultimately transitioned back to that agency that gave me a job to do uh, cereal promotions and pick out toys to go in cereal boxes because they've been acquired by Ogilvy. And Ogilvy said, hey, Jeff, come back here and create an experiential marketing division for us in North America. And that's what I call my journey into entrepreneurial marketing. An entrepreneur from the outside coming inside building divisions and new capabilities and new agencies from the inside out. 
So from Ogilvy for a number of years of building great things, I decided to go, well, what happens if I go back into an experiential agency that's all about experiential? And I created the uh, North American Division for Experiential Marketing for Mosaic, one of the most successful experiential marketing agencies of the teens. After 10 years of 80-hour weeks, I thought the bright idea would be for me to retire. I was wrong. I didn't last a year. Out of the gig, I had to come back. And I joined another agency to build out their global capabilities. They were doing five huge acquisitions in 18 months, and how to build that into a new collective agency development. Bang, pandemic. I think I'm going to retire again. That lasted less than a year till GES came on board, tapped me. And GES came on to bring me to be the global president of Spyro. That is the one-year-old agency of a 96-year-old legacy of GES, which is the one of the world's leading trade show and exhibition creators. So that got me here today to uh, leading a brand new agency in a 96-year-old company. Wow. That's, I mean, Ogilvy, obviously a huge fan of Ogilvy. So, I mean, just all your experience rolling up agencies, creating a holding company kind of brand, and then your expertise really inexperiential. I, I have a ton of questions for you because if I'm being really honest with myself, I think that's the area where I'm probably giving the least amount of credit of opportunity in the new world. And I'm probably most intrigued and probably not as well informed in that world. Um, so I know a ton of friends at experiential agency. I actually looked at buying an experiential agency a year ago. And I love the work they did. I, I just, the business model scared me in terms of the production costs and people are working in and things like that. So what are people missing in experiential? Like where do you see the opportunity, especially with so many consumer habits changing and so many world events, COVID, and now we're going through a little downturn, like, holy shit, like what, like what's your kind of take on the future consumer and where are the opportunities in experiential specifically? Yeah, well... I think if you ask any marketer, what are the big changes affecting consumer behavior and get 10 different answers. So I'll give you my top three and they are a little biased towards experiential. But when you look at what's happening, of course, everyone can talk to this accelerated technology and innovation adoption. It's been so fast and the COVID and the pandemic just enhanced that tremendously. You had to get really comfortable at doing things and adopting to technology. Now we're right on the edge of AI and GAI and chat GPT and what's that going to mean for every industry? It's a complete disruptor. So it brought me back into when I was thinking about creating Spiral back in the end of 21, beginning of 22. It was everyone was talking about when we can get back to normal. What's our next normal going to be? What's our new normal going to be? And at that point in time, I was really bothered by that word normal because I don't see the world coming back to normal at all. So if there's something that's affecting consumer behavior, it's that they're, the only constant we have is change. So we adopted the idea of new now. It's you never can step in the same river twice. You have to be ready to embrace change and innovation at every solution you're creating for every one of your clients. So that tech adoption and speed of change is really affecting consumers' behaviors. And you have to be ready to, with a solution that embraces the new every single day. The other one I throw out there is this experience. Really, people are toggling back and forth between physical and digital seamlessly. There is no difference. I mean, IRL, URL, you mentioned it earlier on, you know, it's all real life. 
doesn't matter if that you're sitting in front of your computer. That's your real life. That's your experience. That's how you chose to adopt it. Deloitte came out with their insight study just about two, three weeks ago. And when they surveyed Gen X and boomers, 19% of Gen X and boomers said they believe online experiences are meaningful replacements for in-person experiences. I thought that was high for Gen X and boomers. That's only one in five. When you put that same question in front of Gen Z and millennials, 50% of Gen Z and millennials will say that an online experience is a meaningful replacement for a live in-person experience. That means you have to be able to toggle back and forth one way or the other. It's all real life with these people. You got to look at your audience and you got to think about where do they want to really be? If they can be anywhere on any medium, have an experience that is powerful online as it is offline, then what is their mean? What is the experience that is their thereness? Where, when, how are you going to engage with them? And really consider that that is an incredibly important aspect of how to engage with consumers today. And then the last big thing that's pushing consumer behavior that affects brands and how we market to these consumers is this, you know, it happens everywhere, polarization, economic anxiety, this continued disruption, it just killing consumer trust. But you know what's killing consumer trust? And if you look at Edelman's uh, trust barometer, it's governments, it's media, it's NGO. And what's standing above all these in terms of their trust relationship is businesses and brands. So if you can have that kind of a trusting relationship that a government or an NGO or charity used to have with consumers, and now your business and brand can have that, you really have to think how you're developing those relationships beyond a transactional value. You have to think about how your brands are almost going to have human relationships with their consumers based on value, values and shared interests. So those are my top three. I love that you brought up the barometer report from Edelman because I mention it all the time. I mentioned my book coming out and how you're right, people don't trust anything. And I think governments and media are certainly feeding into that. And so much to dive into. In terms of 20% of Gen X and boomers saying that online experiences are meaningful, I haven't heard that before. I, that's really interesting. And then, of course, millennials being at 50% and what we've seen with esports and e-gaming and esports and e-gaming influencers. I couldn't agree with you more on certainly millennials and, and even further down Gen Z. What do you think, like in, in experiential, I go to CES, I'm going to Cannes, I go to a lot of these big mega events. I just got back from a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert last night. So maybe <laughs> I'm a little groggy, which was unbelievable. Good on you. Your voice sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So what's the future? How should marketers be thinking of experiential? Is it? And then I think it can be overwhelming because then you're like thinking, about, oh, am I doing augmented reality? Am I doing this? Am I, you know, am I sponsoring events? Am I, is sports sponsorship? Like, how do we think about this giant bucket of experiential? And is, you talked about some of the consumer behavior changes. What else can we see in terms of not just, you know, maybe this dual reality of, of live and Zoom and, and virtual. But yeah, I mean, how, how should we be thinking about this just giant bucket of, of experiential? I mean, I'd imagine it touches so much, whether it's retail or big events or tech, like, is it all one bucket? Is it all under consumer experience? And that's one piece of it. Like, how should we be strategically thinking about this? Well, I'll throw a curveball in there because it's in our industry that everything's an experience. Some are just good. 
and some are just <laughs> yeah. So if you think about everything as an experience, no matter what form of marketing you have, the quickly transition to an experience being a way of engaging in someone in your brand's personality, either physically or online at this point in time, because as we just discussed, they, you know, millennials and uh, Gen Z think it's just about the same thing. And it's a way of drawing a connection with that consumer. So if you think about the pandemic and what it did to our industry, it created an experience deficit. In society, in America, if you want to punish someone, you put them in jail. You limit their engagement with other people. You make them less social, less connection with other humans. And if you really want to punish them, you put them in solitary. So pandemic did kind of the same thing. It stuck us in our homes where we had to isolate. We were six feet away if we were out in public and we were wearing masks. So you couldn't even use facial cues for you know, nonverbal communication aspects. It was really created this deficit. So yes, first thing you can do when you think about experiences, the big bucket of all experiences that exist is creating those chances for people to come together and engage and connect in their audiences one-on-one or one with many so that they can uh, kind of build back that, that deficit that they've had over experiences over the years. Hey, Red Hot Chili Pepper concert's a great way of going and doing that. So is going to CES. But then you got to take it a step further. What we've been able to do because we have more trust in our brands and our businesses than we do in governments and NGOs and media is that that opportunity for that experience to not be just end at the point when the light switch goes off and the concert's over. It's how do I transition that into building a community? And you can really engage and build an experience design so you have a journey and it all makes sense to your brand message. The next step for experience is becoming community designers and using that experience at that point in time, using technology, utilizing ways to engage consumers together is to build that kind of a community experience at the event. And then we call it just as a moniker and kind of an overall metaphor. How do you go beyond the room? When the light switch goes down, you know, the crates are boxed up. How do you continue that community, that engagement? Because what a great opportunity for brands based on a shared interest and based on the ability of consumers to engage with one another to not just do it at the event itself, but to take it a step further and build a community outside of your event that continues beyond the room after the light switch goes off. I know that's a lot to think about, so I'll give you an example. And it's not a client that I've worked with, but it's one that I have a lot of respect for, and it's Salesforce. And when Salesforce does Dreamforce every year, and they bring tens and tens of thousands of people from around the world together, they create an engagement around their brand, and they create ways that they can build their brand trust and knowledge with all those people that are at their experiences, but they have a special community that they've created. It's called Trailblazers, and they celebrate them at Dreamforce. These Trailblazers get special information, special access, special connections with uh, developers within Salesforce. They're influencers over the product. They become advocates. They celebrate. They promote the brand, and in return, the brand supports and promotes them. They give them a relationship, and they build a community with these people And that's what experiences now can do that really wasn't something as prevalent or as the same ability back in 2019, pre-pandemic. Super on point with so many things there. And I'm going to cut it short and bring you right back. But I want to re-emphasize a few things you said, because I think it's really well put and it's something we should be thinking about and I'm going to be thinking about that. And I'm paraphrasing it and maybe changing a few things, but great brands are because 
there's so little trust with a lot of consumers and governments and NGOs. And again, we're going back to the Edelman Barometer Report. But we need to be thinking as community designers and builders. I love how you said that. And that creates more trust and affinity for your brand, of course. And, and your Salesforce example was freaking perfect example. These trailblazers and dream. I mean, even just the naming of them is, is, is genius. But And I like how you talked about we've been deprived of experiences for a while. So there's, it sounds like there's probably pent up demand and people are craving this community. They're craving experiences. And it is your opportunity as a brand not to just get on a microphone and say how great you are, but to really craft this as a community designer. I love what you said and how you said that. Uh, but here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to wrap up this episode. I'm way over, like always. And then we're going to bring you right back for another episode. And it's going to be called Overcoming the Experience Deficit. And we kind of we kind of pinged and touched on it a little bit. But we've got an agency pro, been a bunch of big agencies, work with a ton of big brands. And we're going to get smarter here and in this next episode. Big thanks to Jeff Stelmack, Global President Brand Experiences at Spyro. Thanks for coming on. If you can't wait till the next episode and you want to hear more about Jeff, you know the deal. We're going to put his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can visit his website for the agency uh, at thisisspyro.com. S-P-I-R-O. Another note uh, I want to tell you about, if you didn't have a chance to take notes, we got them at uh, our website, rebrandpod.com. And of course, uh, you can apply to be on the Rebrand Podcast. If you have a great campaign you want to talk about or you have an industry trend, we want to hear it. We want to have you on. Uh, you can find me on all the social channels, just at Scott Harkey. You can find me on anything you want, TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn. I put out some content and then sometimes I repurpose some of this content, especially if I hear something really cool that, that needs to get out there. So if you haven't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. We're, we're building, to, to Jeff's point, a, a community of marketers. So we're going to be community designers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. That's so good. And that's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to read build, reboot, or rebrand.